Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Big day as March headline CPI comes in light, up one-tenth, and year-on-year falls a full point to 5%. Yields are dropping, 10-year 3.36. Of course, Buffett on Squawk also lighting up the tape. Our roadmap this morning begins with some breathing room for the Fed. The latest key inflation numbers showing price pressures eased once again in March. Plus, Warren Buffett says we are not through with bank failures. And energy continues to be a focus. Crude hit its highest level in nearly three months. And the White House is seeking to boost that transition to EV. Let's begin with market reaction to CPI today. Obviously a hugely anticipated number, Jim. Some of the internal shelter up six-tenths, but some relief in used cars and energy and electricity and food at home. Yes, food at home is very interesting, by the way. They brought that up because uh, ConAgra talked about that. Uh, ConAgra had been one of the companies that had been considered uh, overly raising uh, their uh, all their prices, and they said this time we're not raising uh, because we're such a bargain versus going out. I thought that was really good. I often find, though, that like some of these things, I just don't know where they pull them off. Like, where did they get the one that I thought was most confusing was, okay, so motor vehicle insurance. I wanted to ask Warren Buffett that one. That would have been a good one. Mm-hmm. Airline fares, absolutely. Household furnishings. We see the pressure in that. You don't want to own a single stock in the household furnishing industry because the pressure is so phenomenal against them. And that comes out to be a problem. So I look at this and I say, well, you know what? Other than shelter, which is still definitely an issue, David, uh, if you're going to raise rates because of this, you don't care about this. You're raising them because of something that you see that we don't. And what would that be? Well, I mean, maybe the possibility that we have really gotten over uh, the the banking crisis and people don't want to say, hey, it's over, but you're willing to make bets that people aren't going to lose their deposits. You feel a little too confident. There's right. some real new confidence post, uh, post what happened. All right, so based on this uh, CPI number, which essentially was in line in terms of year over year and the estimates, you think the Fed's done? No, I think Austin Goolsbee was very rational in saying, listen, maybe, maybe this is a wait you got a weight number. Now, I, I don't know, Carl, whether weighting is considered to be uh, we are willing to have the status quo inflation, which we're clearly not. Uh, but they need more. The government needs more ammo than just housing because housing is proving to be intractable. You know, we had I don't know if anyone saw the stocks yesterday, the housing stocks. They were on fire because mortgage rates are Going lower. Again. We get five straight weeks lower. Oh, uh, two month low now with the 30 year uh, average six three, right? And that's why mortgage apps got a little nice yeah. uh, tick up. So I mean, look, do you want do you want to raise rates because you think that that could raise mortgages? It hasn't worked, David. The mortgage price is not. There's not. It's not going up. Right. Mortgage rates aren't going up. Right. So they can keep raising. And what are they going to do? I mean, unless you're getting a six month mortgage, which I don't know how you get. This is encouraging my wife to go back in the housing business, David. Yeah. Well, you were supposed to say there isn't any level it would discourage. I mean, <laughs> I was like, does she need an encouragement? I mean, how many homes can you own? Yeah. Well, David, you know. We're going to find many, out. How many you're, yachts you're can test, you ski? You're testing the limits. Or she's testing the no, limits. No, there's a, I don't know. Which because I'm trying to put a clause through with Congress that after you buy your 15th home, you get the 16th for free. <laughs> it's a loyalty I was program. just thinking about all those mortgages, it's though, that, one. that, it's do, buy, it's buy that, one, get one. that do adjust, and that's, that's an issue for some people, I, certainly. No, but you have to recognize that they need more ammo to keep raising. 
I think they don't need any ammo to, to hold. This cutting thing, I, I, I just can't go for that. I'm... Yeah, that's the takeaway from, uh, from the core year-on-year. 5-6 year. is actually the first uptick year-on-year year we've had in a while. So that right. people argue that will push back against the argument for cuts. But market's still looking at a 60% likelihood of uh, May hike. Yeah, well, look, I, I just think that it's that darn wage inflation. It's not this. We're still just not seeing people losing jobs. I mean, we need to see, like, remember, remember when you guys said, were you there when Julie, Julie uh, Sweat the, from yes. Accenture was on? Yes. Now, so they laid off, I thought, a large number. But then when you looked at how many people they have. No, it was a it, tiny number percentage-wise. They have an enormous workforce. Right. And enormous. We need, right. We need to see people, like McDonald's, there's a very good piece today about how McDonald's is laying off people and they're also adding more stores. But the number of people they're laying off is, it's a thimble. They are small as, as a percentage, not to mention, of course, let's not forget of all the hiring that took place. So you're not even getting right. down to levels that you had in 2021, for example, at many of these companies, including many of the technology companies uh, that did such an, uh, an enormous amount of hiring over the period of the pandemic. By the way, speaking of McDonald's. Yeah, that's think. Is it what is going 12 on out of there? 13 days well, higher? Because you, there's no, I mean, I did a piece the other day which said, if you look at McDonald's, it's sweet green. No, no. But what does that mean? Well, this is a tale told by an idiot with no, signifying sweet, nothing. Sweet yeah. green comes public. Okay. Yes, I'm aware. Three billion dollars. Okay. Everyone says, okay, this is the beginning of the next wave of kind of natural Look at that organic. Twenty year. I like the control room giving well, us it, twenty years. Well, there's. It's a great. They company. were listening to Buffett. It's a great talks, company. Everything's twenty years. It's yeah. a great company. It's a great. But company, you, yes. you, if you fund the sweet greens. Remember that was like a couple of guys out of Georgetown who became billionaires instantly. Yeah. Um, if you if you have a lot of money that's able to fund alternatives to McDonald's, of which there's like five right around here. If you ever been any been to any of the restaurants around here, every one of them could come public if Sweet Green hadn't screwed it up. And you, you know there's just not enough competition. Not enough competition. McDonald's has one. It's just Burger King. And McDonald's and Wendy seems to be faltering a bit. They won. I see. There's so not a, you can't your fund. Your point is that there's not enough funding or not interest any longer in putting up the capital that would be required for new competitors. Eh, all right. I'm not sure I buy that, but it's an interesting theory. What's your theory? I, I, I don't know. I what turn do you to have? you. This thing's trading at nine times sales. I ventured something. What do you have? I got, I got nothing but valuation for you, which is it seems to be getting a little little uh, high. It's expensive, but remember, I'm going for this. I'm working on this new Nifty 50 thesis, you know, which is... You have been doing that all week long. just go up. I mean, Sweetgreen is still out there. There are any number of other potential competitors to the company. I wouldn't put money in a Sweetgreen if I knew that I was going to not be able to get a secondary and get my money out. I'm saying that there that income... My piece last night was about... The incumbents are winning because we have no more IPOs. And a lot of these companies that they were, they were, they were financing out in Silicon Valley are not going to come public. And so the incumbents have far, they, they are digging their heels in and winning. Now, McDonald's itself, Carl, okay. is a fantastic company. But the fact is, is there's no challengers. Well, they, they, they've right. had pricing power. Yep. Uh, they're stepping on the gas on unit growth. Yep. And if you believe that credit tightens, I mean, how many small mom and pop Hamburger, breakfast places may not have the runway uh, to keep going in the face of what they can do. I think it's just their time. And I think that we're going to see a couple companies in each industry that are incumbents 
that are not being challenged because the IPO market is just as closed as I've ever seen it in my career. And the, the point here would be not that these companies don't exist, but their inability to go public and raise additional capital for growth. Yes. We should just make that point. Well, let's say that there was a... So a, that they a, can obviously I, I, I don't expand. Want to pick, I don't want to pick on sweet green too much on the fact that I don't really care for the lunch. But what I would say is, is that if we you like have... Sweet green. Uh, I like sweet green. What's the problem with sweet green? I would say <laughs> that if you had companies that offer a really better hamburger at a lower price and they were funded by some clown that was had all his money in Silicon Valley Bank, but as Warren Buffett points out, everybody makes money if they're in a bank, they would be, they'd be able to finance 50 stores immediately next to McDonald's, and McDonald's same-store sales would drop a bit. That's capitalism. That's what happens. Those company, that company, you know, Joe's Burger Joint, is not getting the money. And that makes it so an incumbent does better, and it makes you feel more likely to want to own the stock of McDonald's. Okay. That's as good as a reason as anybody else can come up with. I'll give you that. I didn't have any other. I mean, the, is the burger better than it used to be? That's I don't insane. think so. I don't the, know. McMuffin is still 373, but it's 373 yeah. Also, the QSR, and I don't know about Starbucks, but QSR has had a similar uh, run here. They've done a good job, but I just think that we have to start thinking about incumbents. They've not, no one's being challenged because no one's really coming public. And if you bought a stock that came public in the last year, you're probably doing badly. All right. But there are p- private companies that are still fully funded that are still competitive and will come public at some okay, point. I'm gonna, I mean, okay, I'm going to play it out. You know, McDonald's is up a lot. And I, I really don't have any idea. No, I'm not talking I, about I McDonald's. I don't, I don't I'm talking why. more about technology and, and areas like that. There are plenty no, of companies no, okay. that go private I that, think by Starbucks the way, are still I competitive think, I think Starbucks and have is access an incumbent. to capital. Starbucks is an incumbent. I had, I had uh, Ralph's Coffee the other day, which, by the way, apparently is Cologne. Ralph Lauren, fantastic. Great mugs. I don't know. Can they beat them? The incumbents, David, to the incumbents goes the spoils. My point is, is that McDonald's does not have as much competition as you theoretically would have expected at this point. But you were, broadening it, you were broadening it out to include not just McDonald's, well, but other industries. Well, there's winners that are just typically you would have a lot of company. Look, there was a moment in time when Allbirds was supposed to sure. challenge Nike. You mean competitors with money to burn on research and R&D and CapEx? Yeah. Well, and meanwhile, On is yeah. doing pretty well. Well, that's different. Why is that different? Because it's better. <laughs> oh, it's the company, that, that, company, company that came public Allbirds, that is doing well. Allbirds is a shoe that people look at you now and you say, Dad, which, I mean, like, cut it out, Dad. That was three years ago. On is Roger Federer. It's Hoka, it's Hoka seems to be doing pretty well. That's, uh, that's Decker. That, that, that was a 15-year project. But on has got athletics. It's indoor, David. It's outdoor. It's tennis. <laughs> it's the Milrose games. Ah, it's I chic. It's got a new boating shoe. Ah, okay. It's big and right. footlocker. They've got it. Okay, on has it. They reached a billion dollars in sales in the time that it took eight years for Nike to do that. So that's what I'm talking about. If I were Nike right now, I would be saying I would be having a high-level strategy meeting. Not that they talk to me anymore like they used to, and I used to have a really good relationship, but I don't know what happened. They <laughs> burned it. I didn't do it, but whatever. And I would be saying if I, I I'd be like, by Tuesday morning, uh, Nike meeting, which is probably they serve like rice cakes, I don't know, I would be saying, hey, how about these guys from one? And then someone else would be saying, let's call Mark. Let's call Buck. These guys are real. How do we stop them? You don't have to worry for McDonald's. It's been stopped by the market. All right. Damn, yep. this is so good. If you just would ride with me on this, I, we I'm, would be kings. I'm sort of. We I'm, would be kings. I'm, I'm almost in the car with you. 
quite, I'm almost there. Some of it made a lot of sense. Jim mentions Buffett, and Buffett is in Tokyo today, as you know, uh, this morning on Squawk. Berkshire's chairman weighing in on everything from markets to the Fed to the banking crisis. Here's what he told our Becky Quick about these recent bank failures. We're not through we with not? bank failures, but, but we, are, we are through the depositor. The depositors haven't had a crisis. The owners of banks may have lost a hell of a lot of money. The people who bought the debt of the, of the holding company... May, they may lose a lot of money. People can, they can lose a lot of money, uh, but the depositors aren't. And so you don't need to turn a dumb decision by managers into a panicking the whole citizenry of the United States. Yeah, two big themes from Buffett. One was that the FDIC structure is misunderstood at large by the American public. Right. The other, though, is that he seems to think that there are incentives that are misaligned in the business, right. which have great societal externalities, but that's why he sold a bunch of them, ex-BAC. Look, I, he said two things that I felt were breathtaking. One is he sold these banks, of which I felt, not just Wells, but you know, banks that I... Yeah, he sold would, quite a few of them. The I mean, Goldman, he sold any number the of price banks other than shrinking. And Bank then America. it's Taiwan Semi. I mean, we've got a January 24 election coming up there, of which I think the Chinese uh, are... Look, the Chinese, some people feel the Chinese elected Trudeau. Uh, Chinese, tri uh, they charm Ma Macron. Macron. They, 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 they seem to have incredible strength in Africa. I mean, how do I know the January, the January election in Taiwan isn't going to be heavily influenced by, by China? You've, uh, he sold his you've stock. You've appropriately focused a lot of people on, on Taiwan. It continues to be obviously a key area of concern. Well, but he, uh, he likes the company. He sold his stock. He sold Taiwan Semi, which is the maker of... The majority of advanced chips Including in the world. NVIDIA. Including NVIDIA. It's, it's TSMC and to, a, to a lesser that, extent like, Samsung. I, I they basically make all the advanced chips in the world. But I didn't hear him say, you know what, I'm not worried because we got the seventh fleet and we've got, um, we've got soldiers and we're going to... I didn't hear that at all. Well, he's, Berkshire's still a proxy for Apple, which uh, relies but, on... Correct. You know, Apple is correct. Remember, Apple is by China for China. It's, this is... Listen, if there is actual hostility or uh, in Taiwan, it's going to affect everything well, see, across the board. I got news horribly. for your partner. I got news for your partner. Tell me. It's not about hostility. It's about co-opting. It's about co-opting. Co-opting. It's about Hong Kong. There was no military takeover of Hong Kong. No. You take a January, you take one of the, uh, you know, there's going to be someone running. It's number two. And they just say, listen, we're more open-minded about China. And perhaps we have to stop the, the drum beat. Next thing you know, China's, you know, we're looking the other way because we've got our plan to put two nanos in Arizona. And they just say, you know what, let's, let's have a little peace in our time. Let's split what, what they make at Taiwan Semi. And you know what our president says? Okay. The Chinese do need and do not have access to advanced yeah. semiconductor chips. Well, I'm just it's saying. It's a very small, very small percentage of Look, the, listen, of I the got, total. I got a it still Ukraine comes analysis. mostly from the U.S. and other yeah. places, certainly the design. Right. I'm going to blow you away with the Ukraine analysis, too, if you press me. Really? All right. Yeah. We'll look for that later. The bad when it comes guys, to geopolitics, you're my first run. stop. The good guys are on the run right now. The good guys are on the run. Well, what did I say? I said the good guys were on the run. I just wanted to make sure I heard you properly because I don't understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that there's a. it's very possible that it could be a Hong Kong-like situation in Taiwan. So, Taiwan. Well, when I listened to what Warren Buffett said, I did not come away with great comfort. He sold Taiwan Semi. 
He didn't buy Taiwan Semi. And my Ukraine is because I have aero environment on tonight. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know you've been all over that one. We'll get to more on Buffett, of course, talking about the rails, uh, the future of uh, Berkshire and Greg Abel. Uh, we'll also get to the Fed speak the last 24 hours. Uh, Tom Barkin with reaction to this morning's inflation data, what the numbers might mean for rates, even as we digest what Goolsby and Harker and Kashkari said yesterday. Futures uh, still look pretty good. Two-year comes down to about 392, and the 10-year right around 337. Don't go anywhere. All right, we get started with the opening bell about eight minutes from now right here at the New York Stock Exchange. Let's get to a mad dash. Always good to talk about the second largest market cap company. Indeed, it often gets overlooked ridiculously so. Now, Wed Bush, our friend Dan Ives, has a piece today saying, listen, cloud checks are holding up better than expected. People have been saying that Azure could be challenged. Uh, and they're talking, I've talked about a lot of government deals, saying that they could have hit the least the low 30s. Azure growth bogey. I don't think they can do that. I think that Azure's slowing more than that. But I do want to point out our friends on Squawk Box tomorrow have Andrew Jassy. Yes, and uh, CEO I, of Amazon. Yes, and I think that... Uh, Still the Jassy, leader in the cloud. Yes, but if Jassy talks about, say, a plus 15% and no better for Amazon Web Services, then you're going to regret that you paid Microsoft to pay up here. And I happen to like it. It's a big position for my travel trust. I just don't want Jassy to bring down the group. But I think Jassy was very circumspect in the last call. Well, how about. does the growth in the cloud figure into the economic slowdown, certainly we've seen, or the unwillingness, uh, or I should say the new spending paradigm, so to speak, in technology? Well, I think that people feel like right now we're kind of full up. That all that we needed to build out, we've built out. You saw the Labor Department numbers, saw data in warehousing. We're the weakest part of the whole economy in terms of job hiring, job layoffs. Uh, I'm very concerned about cloud because cloud is still supposed to be the number one generator of growth in tech. Well, it certainly is, has and, been for this company right. over, the, over the last, let's call it, five years. This right here, though, is ChatGPT. Chat. Oh. Sorry. But you read the research, too? No. I, mean, I was going to say, you see this right here? Uh, <laughs> this was all of ChatGPT, <laughs> which well, is what I, I mean, said. We know that. ChatGPT, I mean, look, I've been playing with a lot of ChatGPT, and the uses are so insanely easy, and the number of people who can be laid off so so incredible. I don't think we're, I mean, I've been focused on the layoff side lately. I, I think any company, when they say they're bringing in ChatGPT, that's a canard. What they're really doing is saying, who can we fire because ChatGPT does it better than X? Right. And that is good for Microsoft. Because you sometimes need, I mean, you, look, you can go to NVIDIA. They have their own division that'll help you. But maybe you go to Oracle or Microsoft saying, listen, who, what are you hearing? What are people doing? Who are they getting rid of? And that's going to be a very big leg of layoffs for the, for the Fed. Yeah. They should be thinking a little more it about is. that. I mean, there's always these larger questions about every new uh, technological introduction seen to potentially eliminate jobs, but ultimately totally does not. Totally creates jobs. But look, I, I just think that this is a very contrary call to what I expect to hear from Jassy tomorrow. All right. We got uh, a lot more for you, of course, including that opening bell five minutes from now. And by the way, don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere if you want to listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. If you believe the bond market, it's going to happen pretty fast. Like the bond market is indicating that over the second half of this year, inflation should fall quite quickly, so much so that the Federal Reserve would then go and start cutting interest rates. Um, I'm not as optimistic as the bond market. I would see us getting somewhere in the middle, middle threes, I hope, by the end of this year but on a nice solid path back down to 2%. 
That's Minneapolis Fed President Neil Kashkari speaking yesterday about the bond market gauging future inflation. Uh, former Dove, of course, who turned hawkish last couple of years. Jim, he did say that he did see calm returning to the banking sector. Yes, and I, I think, look, a lot of us want to see that because we don't know uh, what's going to happen with lending. We're getting some lending figures, by the way, that show, I think we'll find some real numbers that show very soft. I guess, Carl, what I'm kind of mystified about is why are these people so willing to comment until they, without more data? I mean, because like, I, you know, like I propounded a thesis about McDonald's to my colleague here, David. I did not say, and David, this is gospel. I heard it from McDonald's. I, I, I propound. I, and I think that we all have right to propound. These people don't propound. They pronounce. They're very different. To propound and pronounce are different. I pronounce. Is the truth because you don't have the data. They don't have the data. But they prepare. I mean, you gotta, you got to say it's possible. It's possible. They seem to serve. Well, to be fair, Goolsby did sort of say, you know, he kind of had that more of that attitude. Goolsby's comment. Oh no, Goolsby is where I am. I thought Goolsby demonstrates prudence. We want prudence right here. See, because not that long ago, a bank that we turned out to be really big. Eventually, that's what Buffett said today. We'll hear some chants of UConn today because at the big board, it is the 2023 men's NCAA basketball champs. The UConn Huskies, head coach Dan Hurley, Connecticut governor Ned Lamont will join us later on this hour. At the NASDAQ, it's our colleagues over at Comcast and NBC Universal Telemundo Enterprises kicking off the 100-day countdown to the start of the FIFA Women's World Cup Australia and New Zealand 23. Uh, Telemundo, the exclusive Spanish-language home of the tournament, and Peacock's going to stream all of the matches live in Spanish beginning July 20. Our friends at Boferrari, Mark Lazarus, Valerie Staub, and Andres Cantor. But can I point out I watch him in Spanish? I watch them in Spanish. <laughs> Just so much more fun. Come on. It's, it's much it's more fun in Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> the level of excitement of the game is matched by the people who tell the story. Um, all right, Jim. So here we are back at 4130. Um, if we say got back to 4200. Well, we've got a couple of takeovers that I think are making the market a little more jiggy than I thought. David, you see a couple that are, are of, of import. There are two. Uh, there are two. one called Triton, but there's another one we've been watching closely. And, of course, that is Emerson uh, and its pursuit of national instruments. That began last year, remember. Yeah. Then they came public uh, with what was a hostile bid, an unsolicited bid. Initially, they were going after board seats. Uh, they owned stock. They bought 2.3 million shares. And this morning, they tied the deal up. And they tie it up at a price that was higher than what they had wanted to pay. Remember, in fact, I had reported they've made it very clear. We're not going to put a six in front of this number. Well, guess what? They did. They put a six in front of the number. Although their actual price, because they bought those 2.3 million shares at a lower number, when you add it all up, well, they're paying a little less than 60 for themselves for the shares they will own. But you as a shareholder, you're getting 60. Don't worry. 60 bucks, all cash. Why did they pay it? Well, it was competitive. Yesterday we told you we thought Keysight might have been there. Unclear whether they came through with the bid, but Fortive definitely did. From what I hear uh, from people familiar with uh, the process, they were there at the same price. 
essentially 60. So Emerson can at least say, hey, this justifies why we're paying it. Somebody else was willing to. Now, Fortive is a smaller company, smaller balance sheet. Would have required them taking on a lot of debt. Might have gotten them to a leverage ratio of as much as 4.6 times. That's pretty high. And so if you are National Instruments, perhaps you say, you know what? Given the financing markets, given everything else, why would we take a risk with 60 from them when we can get 60 from Emerson? And so they've signed the deal up, Jim. I'll leave it to you to opine on whether or not this is a good deal, a bad deal, a good price or not. But they got what they've been after, and they were after it for quite some time. Uh, I had a meeting with my team this morning with Jeff Marks from the, the club. Uh, ben Stoto is research director of Man Money, and about this because we own it for we own Emerson for uh, Chapel Trust. And here's what I'll say: I cannot comment on air about how I felt about this. I don't because you would start cursing. Yes, and it's okay. just not right. It's inappropriate. You don't trust yourself. It's inappropriate for me to go down the path of starting to talk about. All right. Well, let let can I at because, least explore as to because, why you would feel so strongly? Well, because I thought it was low fifties or walk away. Why? Because, oh, because they said it. Okay. See, when you say it, and then you go against it, I find what that comes to, as Gene Hackman once told me, is you've been had. You see, I've oh. been had. Their argument That's would be okay. they. I was they, stupid enough. By the way, the to call believe. began at eight thirty, so. Oh, so they maybe are there's some things they can make me feel better. And about. I would say, Jim, at least the initial reaction in the stock price is not particularly the, negative from Emerson shareholders. Emerson, only down a dollar and a half. Yeah. So what? What? Oh, see, I bad. actually, if it's accretive, as they told me over and over again, this stock might be up. See, the stock was in the mid nine, low nineties when they decided to go after this in a hostile. No, I'm not going to go down this path. <laughs> I already explained to my team that I would not go down this path, other than to say that I think they overpaid, and I'm not sure what kind of value they really got, and I'm not sure that they know the consequences of going hostile and what it means in terms of the people that they're going to get to keep. The fact is, is that the stock is the ultimate arbiter, not Jim Cramer, and the, ar- the arbiter is speaking. Yeah, there it That's is. It. And That's your point arbiter. is a good one, which is that the stock was higher as well Much before higher. they launched the hostile bid, which was back in January. They're talking about $165 million that they've identified what they're calling cost synergy opportunities right. by the end of year five through the application of what five. they say would be best year practices. Five. Year five. Now, again, it's not, Jim, it's an $8.2 billion deal. It's not. No, no but they could have bought back stock. They traded as accretive. The test and measurement business has historically been good. We know that for Agilent, it's a good business. Uh, does it make sense in the broader scheme of things? When they had it a year ago, maybe I'm beginning to wonder uh, whether they know exactly where to go with this. Uh, I know where I'd like to go with it, which is out of it. <laughs> well, don't forget, their effective purchase price is 59.61 because they bought those 2.3 million shares in the 30s. I do think that's kind of funny. But... Uh, Right. Ford have wanted it at 60. Doesn't that say to you that at least there was there was competition and therefore the, the valuation may be justified Look, as a result of another company also saw a strategic Look, I, opportunity? The stock is now down horribly from when this whole process started. Now, maybe this is the beginning and the resurrection, Lazarus-like, of Emerson, of Emerson. But I would tell you, David, that I am very confused about what Emerson really wants. At one point, I thought that they wanted to help redo the grid. But uh, they're not as powerful, say, as a, uh, 
they're they're not as powerful as, as GE when it comes to the grid, uh, or Eaton when it comes to the grid. Uh, so now they're moving into this. They've got this Aspen deal, which is uh, off to the side. Uh, I know this is David Farr's legacy. I, I know that when he was previous CEO, I, it's a show me situation. How about that? Okay. It's a show me situation. All right. And we'll, but uh, it hurts. See, it hurts because when you buy a stock, this is something. When you buy a stock, I'm very public about what I do because of the charitable trust uh, and, and because of the CMC Investing Club. And I'm mortified because I bought the stock in the low 90s. And I know a lot of people come on TV and they're never going to say, wow, that was not, I didn't do a good job. I am saying I evaluated and I did not do a good job. And I wish I did better. At this point in my career, I wish I did better than, okay. than, have, than taking this beat. Uh, it, it is interesting in light of uh, pretty good performance this morning in some other industrial names. Honeywell, for example, Jim, nice a upgrade. catalyst buy over at Deutsche, Stocks, or, or, or Goldman. A hideous performer Deutsche. since 2021, down 30 points. Uh, I, I, I own that, but I'm only own that for a very long time. And that's been a good situation. Now, Darius Stamchak is retiring. These, they've done a lot of great things. The stock there is definitely undervalued. That's a good upgrade. How about the, some of the chemical makers? Piper upgrade a bunch, including very Dow. Very interesting piece because they said it's not a matter of demand. It's the actual raw cost. And I thought that that was ver- I've been waiting for that call to be made for a long time because we are the lowest cost producer of so many different chemicals. That was an extraordinarily good piece. It talked about how we have an advantage in America of our natural resources. I thought that was a very effective piece. And I do think that Dow, by the way, is a very inexpensive stuff. Uh, you mentioned, of course, deals. And we do have that other one that we should get to as well. That's Triton International. And that's going to be up a lot that because this is not a, uh, not a deal that was... Uh, leaked or aware, uh, made aware of uh, in the marketplace at all. And so you do see Very you know, it's a 35%, deal, huh? yeah, it's, it's a 35% premium overall. Brookfield Infrastructure, it does uh, trade. Um, it's part of, you know, Brookfield itself and $800 billion in assets now under management in terms of uh, and we don't talk about alternative it really assets. Enough. We don't. Brookfield is a powerhouse and Brookfield Infrastructure and the number of their other areas and private equity are uh, very large. This Deal, total enterprise value, 13.3, but there's a lot of debt. It's about a $4.7 billion equity value. So let's not get too carried away, but a good no, day. Good day the was- By the way, what they own, Triton, world's largest lesser of intermodal freight containers. That is a huge business. Over 7 million 20-foot equivalent yeah. units. I think that's, I mean, when you look at what railroads are doing, it's all intermodal. Uh, this was a, an asset that was sitting there going down because people felt that container prices have been going down. You know, obviously, you know, 80 percent decline in the cost of going from China to here. Right. I think this is a brilliant counter move. I, I really like this deal uh, very right. much. Uh, Brookfield is down. There is a stock component here we should point out as well. It's 68.50 in cash and 16.50 in BIPC's Class A exchangeable shares. There's also a collar here as well, 42.36 to 49.23. Uh, on BIPC shares means you maintain the integrity well, of the overall price. In that price. case, you would expect the stock to go down a little potentially, bit. Stock, potentially, yeah, some, some stock components, so there might be some people but, setting it up. But uh, again, we got some M&A. Ye- yesterday you asked, today we delivered Look, a little M&A bit. M&A and no IPO equals higher stock market. Regardless of that devastating series of Wells Fargo, the, well, the Wells Fargo 10% correction coming. Oh, the Chris Harvey stuff. Man. Yeah, I read that. It was like, well, wow, you know who I, I else? With that yeah, it was interesting last night. Ed Yardeni, a pretty reliable bull who has argued for a long time that October was the low, said that if the Fed continues to hike, we'll join the bears. You know, I was talking with my team and uh, Jeff, Jeff Marsh said, wow, Yardeni's 
where you are. And I said, well, I like to think because I love Ed's work. I'm where yeah, it is. He, I respect his work immensely. And I thought that that was very cogent analysis. He's very thoughtful. He did not make that. That was not an idol. Like, look, I, hey, if they do it another quarter. It was like, no, we're skating on thin ice here. Very good piece by Yarden. Yeah. Very powerful. Um, in terms of negative uh, announcements today, American. What's up with the uh, American Airlines downbeat profit outlook, Jim? Oh, my um, God, ahead of Delta, which I think is going to be good tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, Delta, I don't know. I, you know, we got to do some work on what is, why are they not making more money? My God, I, fl- I, fl- I took seven different flights in the course of, I don't know, eight days, nine days. Every single one was packed. And they can't make and money. And the prices are incredible. They're like, the CPI. High. They're part of the CPI. What? No, I, no one can figure. I mean, it's the great conundrum is how could you have a business where there's never a seat and and they're just perma shorts? They're perma like, Southwest. Look what they're so good. These have got to be record quarters for the airlines. Every it, every seat's taken and they're charging a fortune. Well, they I mean, I'm rate. just saying anecdotally. I don't no, know. I mean, no, but that's what? like, you know. That's like, they can't grow. They don't have enough workers. Oil's right. gone from 68 to 82. They, they have old planes. They don't have enough gates. It's a very hobbled industry. The, the banks and the airlines are two industries that just don't make you a lot of money, even though you would think that they do, given how much they're making on your deposit and given that you can't ever get a seat and you, you, every plane is full and you're, you have to wear a mask because you're so close to people. Nah, nobody was wearing a mask at all, and I was no. all over the place. Really? Yeah, nobody. No masks so, in sight. Oh, That's over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Distance. Yeah, those days are over, man. Um, I, uh, guys, oh, I, I, I'm so glad, Mr. Who are you? Who are you? Were you like Dr. Schweitzer or something? I got, I got, I, I got our Dr. Topo over here next to me. Those Topo, days are over. That guy How do you a, like that? His days are, thank you, His doctor. days of relevance may be thank declining. You. Your man, friend, I Dr. feel so Topo. good. I, I was going to chop my mask, but David says I'm A-OK. You're good. I'm going to give you a big hug later. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk a little Paramount because we had Buffett, oh, we of course. Heard Buffett said he didn't like streaming. You, by the way, if you want a reason why Berkshire owns Paramount, which we've talked about, it, it's dollar-wise, it's not a big stake for Berkshire. Percentage-wise of the company, it's over 15%. But why? why? But if you took a listen to him, and I'll let you do that right now, I'm not sure you really get an idea as to exactly why they own the stock. Really play that clip. Take a listen. You are too much. Good a business, whether it was distributing, producing movies, or and, and you've got some people that have got deep pockets that aren't going to quit. And the product they're offering people, the chance to watch all those movies, you know, for peanuts and all that. But can they raise prices? We'll find out. But so far, they haven't been able to. They've been able to attract subscribers, but they have attracted them at a terrible price. All right. You gave a whole lot of reasons why not to buy Paramount. Why did you buy it? Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> See, we'll see what that happens. That was unscripted. Now, I got to believe that, that, that you know, it was unscripted. Yes. You know, I asked Backish as well, CEO, have you talked to Buffett? No. My guess is they think it's going to get taken out. That's got to be the reason why. And what probably price would Sherry sell? I don't know. But the near term question is the dividend again, because the company is in a potentially negative cash flow situation. They get upset right. when I say that. Right. But the fact is they're paying out that dividend. It costs them what? Almost half a billion a year. Why are you maintaining the dividend? Well, in part for Shari. By the way, when it comes to streaming, guys, we got the event today from Warner Brothers Discovery. Hey, what do you think is going to happen? I think we know everything that's going to happen. It's going to be a fairly modest event. It's oh, only, come on, it's Zaslav. There'll it, be some excitement. I believe he will be joining CNBC at some point during the course of the day as well. You're going to get the $16 option that combines Discovery and HBO Max. 
Um, you're going to get some new content, perhaps, as How well. How about the CNN master plan? But, you know, they're sticking with their streaming 130 million uh, subs by 2025. Um, target and profitability is the key question here, right? They're still saying they're going to do, what, 11.3 billion in, um, EBITDA, in EBITDA this year. A lot of yeah. it's going to be back half. A lot of right. it's going to be back but half. But debt pay down, debt pay down is pretty and, substantial. You know, and then the question is also free cash flow. That's the key, Jim, as you know, for the company, generating that free cash flow that Zaslov has pointed people to so many times, in contrast, right. for example, to Paramount. Meanwhile, Journal's got this piece on subscription fatigue for two quarters, cancellations surpassing growth in all kinds of digital memberships. Yep. What are people doing we with We get their Netflix time? earnings on Tuesday, I believe, next Tuesday. I saw some people this weekend, they were reading books. <laughs> Mostly on tape, don't worry. I know a lot of people audio. I still just read books. Don't you do too, right? You just oh, read I, No, I, I listen to music when my wife's got the books on tape. This is, there are always these women's books, which is like, I don't know. You know, they always have like, I don't know. I don't get it. You know, what? what? You know, there's like men's books and women's books. That's yes. what we've come down to. <laughs> you don't think that's true? We've got to go. They read, they read fiction, and that's we true. read, I mean, I don't know. I, Biographies. I, yeah, I try to McCullough. listen. I mean, it's always like, and then she did this, and then he did I read, that. I mean, I, I read don't some know. fiction, too. You read fiction? I read some fiction. Yeah. Mix it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stephen King. Some nonfiction, though, this morning. S&P 4125. As we go to break, watch bonds. We are going to get Fed minutes this afternoon. Uh, we'll see what officials thought about uh, some of the bank stresses uh, during the month of uh, March. Two-year has worked its way back almost to four. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Watch shares of Asiris and Apple today. Uh, Ming-Chi Kuo, influential tech uh, observer, says that there's a solid-state button, Jim, on the iPhone 15 Pro uh, that... Uh, there might be discontinuing, and that's put Cirrus into some that's risk. That would be shocking. I know Tim Cook wanted better sound quality. This would be shocking. Shocking. Yeah, well, watch that. Cirrus was down about 12% pre-market. Apple roughly flat. Uh, the Dow, though, benefiting from some industrial trades to the upside, up 135. We'll take a short break. Be back in a minute. Joining us first here on CNBC here at Post 9 after ringing the opening bell this morning and celebrating uh, the NCAA championship, UConn men's basketball coach Dan Hurley and the governor of Connecticut, Ned Lamont, is with us. Coach, congratulations to you. Uh, what a treat. What a joy. I, I have to ask you, I mean, we all, March Madness is always full of surprises, but were you, even you surprised by some of the, the, the wild games going into the 16-8 Final Four? Yeah, I, I think... Um... You know, we always believed in the team. The team started out at such a high quality. You know, really November, December, February, March, April, we were clearly the best team in the country. Uh, I guess it was a little surprising that we won so comfortably in every game where we never really had to shoot a, a buzzer beater to win. We were that dominant. And, Coach, uh, the whole game has changed with name, image, and likeness, and you can transfer. Will your office now be flooded with people who transfer because it could be they want to be with winners. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the benefit of this system, obviously you wish you had maybe a little bit more guardrails in place. Um, but, you know, the, the great part about this system is if you bring tremendous value as a player, um, you know, you could take advantage of that. Obviously, we have a culture um, where we never want it to be the reason why a, a player comes to UConn. We want our kids to come here because they believe in our culture, our program, how we could develop them. But we never want to lose a player. Uh, because of it either. Uh, Governor, I could just ask you, we spend a lot of time talking about artificial intelligence, and I've known you for many, many years, and I have to believe that you've called, convened meetings at the highest level and say, okay, look, we need to save money for our, for our state. 
How does this save money? Any results so far? You know, what? one thing it really has, we had 45,000 people in downtown Hartford on Monday. People are taking a second look at UConn, thanks to Dan Hurley and his amazing team. They're champions, and a po- that positive energy rubs off on the state of Connecticut. I'm more interested in economic growth. If I get young people thinking about this state, I get businesses thinking about the state, and Dan Hurley and his team are a big part of that. Absolutely. Makes sense. Uh, Athletic did an amazing piece about you a while ago. Just your, your family history, your dad, the pressure to succeed in, in a business where your, your predecessors already had done so well. Was there a moment where you thought, this is not for me, I gotta help find something else to do? Yeah, I'd say a bunch of times throughout my career as a player and as a coach, you know, I've faced a lot of adversity. My playing career didn't go the way I thought it would, especially you know, when you have an older brother who's just so amazing. Your dad's a Hall of Fame coach, doesn't feel like you're measuring up in either way. Uh, but, you know, you get to this point, you climb the mountain and you accomplish something that few coaches have ever done, win a national championship. feel like I kind of had my moment in a family that really pushes each other. How long do you get to enjoy it before you got to start worrying about next year? I think there was um, post-game. An hour. Like, oh, literally, no. I got back to the hotel and it was like the agents. <laughs> you know, you get to enjoy it, but really it moves to the next thing really quickly, sometime in, like, late May. <laughs> right. Finally, it's, it's a shining jewel for the state, right? Wouldn't you argue, their program? UConn is a si- shining jewel. Look, um, they are the best at research. Um, when it comes to advanced manufacturing, we got uh, Pratt, we got Sikorsky, we got Electric Boat. Right there, heart and center, is UConn. They're the engine of that. By the way, Dan Hurley's belief. He believed in this team five years ago. He believed in it at the start of the season. And that positivity gets us over the finish line. I just want to ask you, Governor. It, we deal with a lot of people who are very wealthy and wealthy in your state. And I just, every day I meet someone who says, you know what? I am now six months and a day in Florida. The heck with Connecticut. The heck with New York. Is this, isn't this overdone? How do you get these people back? My God, we're talking about Yukon Huskies basketball. No, you You'll see, go right I, to I was going to use it. To, all right, you know what? Let me just tell you, I'm from, I'm from Pennsylvania, and we're a great state, too. No, come on. Come on. Give us a shot here. I mean, it is. I mean, do you see anyone from CBS? You, know, you want to talk Masters? I mean, come on. Give me a shot. I'll give you a shot. We have the same differential with New York today as we had before we had an income tax. We're going to have the biggest tax cut in the history of the state if the legislature does its job. And... Uh, I'm trying to give people a reason to stay here. We got the best schools in the world, the best colleges. They stay. Sometimes they get a little older and crankier, want to go south. <laughs> I want them to stick around. Here, I gave That's you exactly. a <laughs> <and you> took, <laughs> it took me a second. No, I know you're from college. Older I gave you a second one. There you go. <laughs> uh, Coach, congratulations again. Great having you. Please come yeah. back. Thank you. Uh, this is right. awesome. Jim, tonight? We have, uh, we have the governor of Connecticut. You about how great Connecticut is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Don't go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> we have air environment. I want to talk about Ukraine because Ukraine right, is nice. in a lot of people's minds and it should be a thing. All right. We'll take a break here. Dow's up 142. More Squawk on the Street continues in a moment. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. 